around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome again today to another wonderful Terry Mize Ministries podcast. We are just, as always, honored and delighted to talk to you and share with you the things that we feel like this week are going to help you and minister to you and get your focus over on the things of the Word of God, the promises of God, and the life that God wants you to live right now today on this planet in the year 2019, the year of our Lord, and we want you to be ready for that. And we just want to do our part to to just help in any way. And remember, you can always find us at terrymiseministries.org or just terrymise.com and all of our products, tape series, books, CDs, everything is there. We even have these wonderful um, More Than Conquerors cups for ladies. One says, she is more than a conqueror. And the other one for the man says, he is more than a conqueror. We have gift boxes you can order for friends and family and give them as birthday gifts and and um, uh, anniversary gifts. Give it to your pastor as pastor appreciation. All kinds of wonderful things for Bible school students, anybody. This is a great, great gift. And we want to encourage all of you uh, to take advantage of those things and um, prayer requests and all of that are right there, there for you. So we love you dearly, and we're going to talk about some of these wonderful things. Terry and I have just spent about five weeks in New Zealand, Vanuatu, and Samoa, and we are home for one day. This is your day. <laughs> this is our day to be with you, and then we take off and fly out tomorrow for Miami. So, darling, um, share with the folks what's on your heart, what you want to do. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind of a day. And we have just really um, run home just in time to uh, unpack a suitcase and then try to pack one back, right? Sounds about right to me. <laughs> Welcome to America. It's good yeah, to be really. back in the USA. Good to be back on uh, on home soil and good to be in our own bed. Oh, my goodness, yes. And uh, we thought we were going to get, get home Monday. Right. And uh, we actually left New Zealand on Monday the 25th. Right. But because we crossed the date line, then Monday became two days long. That's right. And so after traveling 14 hours from Auckland to L.A. and then a six-hour layover in L.A. and then oh, a three-hour wow. trip to Dallas, and it was still Monday. It was and, still uh, Monday. Still Monday the 25th. And, Groundhog and, Day. <laughs> and we were supposed to pick up a flight in Dallas then and finally end up at home on Monday night. But when we got to Dallas, they said our flight had been canceled because they had had a really horrible hailstorm the night before in Dallas. And American Airlines said that 30 of their airlines had been uh, damaged. And so they just had no airplanes. And, and of course, they had already grounded a big part of their fleet because of the current problems going on with this with the Boeing 737 MAX 8. And so a lot of planes are grounded because of that. And then 30 planes got in, got damaged <laughs> in the storm. And so we kind of felt like uh, the old nursery rhyme, the old woman and the pig, we're not going to get home tonight. And uh, whenever they told us there were no flights uh, available, uh, they said, nor the next two days, not until Thursday. And, of course, we had to fly out Thursday, which is tomorrow, we had to go to Florida, uh, and so uh, we called Hertz Rental Car, and they said they had a car, and so we said, okay, and uh, they said, no, we don't have any at the airport, in Dallas airport, which is ridiculous, because that's a huge car rental market, 
Uh, but we had to go over to a hotel to pick it up. So we took a taxi to go to this hotel to pick it up. And when we got there, they said, oh, no, we have no cars. They said, in fact, there's no cars anywhere in the North Texas area. The closest car for rent would be uh, Oklahoma City. And we said, well, that's not going to help us. And so we ended up having to spend the night, Monday night, in in uh, Dallas, although our luggage came home. Right. Even, even though there was no seats for us, the, right. they did throw our luggage. Uh, so it went to Tulsa. So we had to overnight, Monday night in Dallas, and then tried all day Tuesday to get home. Uh, and there were just no cars anywhere and no flights available. Right. Um, and so uh, we finally just uh, uh, hired a, a, a service that I've used for many years whenever I need to get around in, in Dallas and uh, uh, just had them drive us to Tulsa. So it's been a crazy thing. We got home last night late at 1030, and today has just been a, a whirlwind of appointments that we had already had. Right. Uh, uh, to get ready to go on our trip tomorrow. Plus, in the meantime, I had to go to the dentist and get a wisdom tooth pulled. Right. So I hope they didn't pull any wisdom out, just my wisdom tooth. <laughs> and uh, so it's been uh, an ordeal. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. New Zealand was great. Vanuatu was great. Samoa was great. What a, what a delight, Renee, just to teach those students. Oh, it was awesome. And to train those. I think wondering. of all the minister students, that ministry students, that I have trained over 51 years, the impartation, uh, the, the, the teaching, the training, the testimonies. You know, you know I, I told the Lord uh, way, way back when I was just a young missionary, I said, Lord, if I ever get an invitation to a Bible school, uh, I'll just go. I mean, I'll go every time I get an invitation to a Bible school because I felt like those students deserve to hear uh, a minister, a, a teacher, an instructor that's actually in the ministry no, that's and right. that actually has done the ministry. Because, you know, the that's right. I guess the bane of most Bible schools, I don't care what denomination it is or what what, what Bible school it is, all, the great Bible schools even, uh, one of the problems that they have is the fact that uh, uh, many of their teachers have never been in the ministry or many of their teachers have never done the things they teach. They simply were were Bible school students who who did well and uh, made good grades, and they looked well, and they spoke well, they dressed well. And so the school approached them and said, when you graduate this year, how about being an instructor next year? And so they become a Bible school teacher right. and, and reteaching that that they were taught and do a good job of it, sure. uh, have a gifting as a teacher, but yet they've never lived it. They've actually never done it. Right. Uh, many of them, many Bible school teachers have never won a soul. Many have never... Uh, 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 heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out a devil, had a blind eye open, a deaf ear unstopped, or any of that. And so, uh, and I understand that. I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying that's the nature of the beast. Uh, but yet, I just told the Lord, I, I feel like they need an instructor that's really been there, done that, and uh, has raised the dead, and has had blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, right. and cast out devils, and really can teach from a standpoint not of just uh, head knowledge, but heart knowledge of the fact that, that I know this will work for you, it worked for me, and here's how I did it, and you can do it right. too. And so what a delight it's been to teach Bible school students all these decades. Oh, it's wonderful. And, you know, just the fact that you and I both have, have just always been uh, real fans of Bible schools. Oh, absolutely. I, I worked my way through Bible school back in the middle 60s for three solid years and uh, then traveled for the school on the weekend and uh, worked on the campus there helping the president and his family and then was assistant dean in the dorm. And, and I was just busy, 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 busy 
learning the Bible. And I had come from a marvelous Pentecostal church where I I probably knew all kinds of scriptures. I mean, I remember there weren't many that I didn't already had heard somebody at my great church preach on. And yet I, I know the foundation that needs to be laid. And the the good part about that Bible school that I was in was that they did bring through a lot of missionaries. There were a lot of missionaries in there. They gave testimonies and came through and told stories. And it was so wonderful for you and I. Um, you know, when you're there teaching, I mean, I, I just exhort and love on people and and stuff, but you were teaching and giving examples yeah, right. of how to walk in spiritual authority. Um, and many of them have never heard things like that. Oh, no, in, of course not. In the school there. Many of them. Well, and they were just so know. thrilled. You know, 15 months ago, we were in Samoa right. at the Rama Bible School right. uh, with Patty uh, and James, and James Akui. Uh, Akui. Patty mm-hmm. Dunning and James Akui. Um, and, uh, and, and it was just such a success and bless those students so much and help them and put into them. Patty said, please come back right. and train them again. Come back this yeah. year. And, and would you even go over to Vanuatu and minister there? Uh, and they thought they was going to have the Fiji school up running. And she said, they come to Fiji and minister there. So right. we had intended to do that as well, but they didn't have it up and running they quite yet. They have it quite ready. So, uh, so we did go to Samoa and to, and to Vanuatu and just impart to those students oh, it's wonderful. Uh, 51 years of experience in ministry. Right, right. And then, of course, Bible knowledge and revelation that God's given me over those many years right. uh, about spiritual authority and how to take authority and dominion. And, you know, they were so excited, Renee, because uh, so many of those islands are just still steeped in voodoo still. and uh, witchcraft. And uh, witch doctors, and people are just scared out of their minds over those witch doctors. And so I did a lot of teaching on casting out devils and a lot of teaching on, on, I told testimonies how I've cast devils out of witch doctors. And, you know, there's a law of the jungle. It's an unwritten, it's a a law in every jungle I've ever been to. I don't know where they, uh, where it's written up in some some book, but it's an actual law of the jungle that that when two parties meet on a trail, coming head to head uh, down a jungle trail, you know, jungles are thick. I mean, you've never been into a, a jungle jungle, but I mean, they're thick. You can't just go around i mean there's a single file trail and when two parties meet head to head on a trail uh the law of the jungle is that the greater man maintains the trail and the lesser man steps aside unless the greater man pass and of course that's always in jungle law that's always the witch doctor even the chief step aside for the witch doctor and you know a great story like that about david livingston you know, when they were out in the jungle and the witch doctor met him, it was an awesome story like that. No, I'm sure there is. Oh, I can't recall wonderful. at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, when I was 18 years old in the jungles of Panama, I, <laughs> I met witch doctors on the trail, and I never stepped aside for them. Never, 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 never. And in all these uh, years, uh, as I've traveled jungles and rivers and trails and uh, up mountains and down right. and valleys and through rivers, you know, I've never stepped aside for a witch doctor. They've always stepped aside for me. And training, training those people... Um, this last few weeks was not just theory. Right. It's something they actually have to deal with. No, that's <laughs> They're right. actually in villages where the people are scared of witch doctors. And so uh, so I told stories about casting devils out of witch doctors. I right. told stories about getting witch doctors saved. I told stories about how uh, one witch doctor was just a big, big, powerful, uh, well-known, uh, fearsome witch doctor in an area and uh, and and was training six hundred students. I mean, that's a big deal. He had six hundred students. He was training in the dark arts, and 
and and a white bird appeared to him and uh, told him he had to come to my meeting because I was doing a pastor's conference several <laughs> days walk away. And this white bird appeared to him and said, you need to go to that uh, meeting and do what that man, tell, man of God tells you to do. And it made him so mad he didn't want to come because he thought he was the man of God. You know, he thought he was the, the power of God in that yeah. whole area. Wow. And, I mean, he was powerful. He was one of these guys who would send animals to kill people, and uh, he'd disappear and appear. And, I mean, he, he really had a lot of, lot of uh, demonic power. And uh, so it made him mad, and he wasn't going to do it. And he went home, went to, back to his village. And in a couple of days, that same bird came to him again. And said, I told you to go to that meeting and do what that man of God tells you to do. So mad, he came to the meeting and tried to disrupt the meeting. He right. was blind. He was deaf. Excuse me. He was deaf, deaf. in his right ear. Right. And he came. And uh, on my opening prayer, not not a prayer for healing or miracle, right. just my opening prayer, my good morning, you know, thank you, Lord, for this meeting prayer, uh, God healed his ear. And he jumped up and That's started amazing. yelling, I can hear, thank I can Lord. hear. And I called him to me and cast the devil out of him and got him saved with the Holy Ghost, set him on the front row. And uh, he was there all week and went back home. And I sent a couple of pastors with him, and they put a cross on top of his witch doctor school and cleansed it and <laughs> sanctified it and dedicated it to God. Uh, and now he's a pastor. Now he's pastor in that church. And so that that was a real big story to no, the, the, those right. students over there because they really deal with they villages deal with, with witchcraft, witchcraft and with witch and, doctors. Yeah. And I told them how they had the authority over the devil. They had more power than the witch doctor, and they could undo any spell the witch doctor cast. And so, I mean, I had their attention. They were sitting on the edge of their seats, and their uh, right. ears and eyes were open. So it was a good trip. Good trip in New Zealand, good right. trip in Vanuatu, good trip in Samoa. And uh, we're delighted to be home, and we're out of here again tomorrow to go uh, to Miami, and we're actually going to be in a meeting where Brother Copeland's preaching. And uh, you know, we like to come home. When we're when we, we've been pouring out overseas. We like to come home and receive. And receive. And God told me to it's do that over wonderful. fifty years ago. The Lord told me to do that. So when you come home from a meeting, said you going around itinerating, trying to raise money. Said you go get filled up with the word. So we've we've always done that. So we're we're headed out tomorrow to go hear Brother Copeland preach, and well, and it's uh, just we're excited gonna, about it. It's always so wonderful to think about the entire. When you think about the largeness of the kingdom of God, the work of God around the world, the the churches that you ministered uh, in uh, uh, New Zealand, you know, there in Ashburton and Parapamu. What did they say? Did they say that word? It's Paraparaumu, or if you say it, it, say it the other way, it's Paraparam. Paraparam. One way is Maori, and one way is British. (laughs) Paraparam, Christ Church, um, Ashburton. Mm-hmm. And then um, up in um, Auckland, Auckland um, you know, those, those ministers and pastors that we were actually in those churches and ministering to them was such a huge uh, help and response from them. And then you even had friends fly in from Australia. Yeah, too. A pastor another, and his wife from Australia contacted us and said, can we fly over and see you and spend a, a day or two with you. So we said, well, sure. I actually had a fishing trip planned, and I canceled my fishing trip. So yeah. <laughs> the one uh, the one uh, tourist thing we had planned to do was to go fishing, and they called and said, can we come over and see you? And so we canceled that. And they, they literally flew from Sydney, Australia, right. 1,500 miles, uh, to come to another country just so we could sit and have a couple meals together and visit. And they, they, they didn't have a problem or need counseling or anything. They just, right. they just came to to get ministered to and, and fill up. And, well, that, and, and that's that seems to be what, what Terry does a lot. I don't, I, you know, you'd have to be with us to see it. 
that Terry is constantly ministering to pastors, partners, missionaries on the phone, um, or they come and visit with him. I mean, we were in constant motion the entire five weeks doing things on behalf of the gospel. Even when we'd have a day or two off where we could maybe rest or we were going we had to travel on a travel day or something, there was always somebody there, <coughs> excuse me, that um, Terry was ministering to. And, you know, that that's really what Ephesians 4 uh, we were talking about this earlier before the program. It says in Ephesians 4.11 that God's gifts were varied. In other words, he gave apostles. He gave prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He gave uh, those those five focused uh, expressions of what the ministry would need. And that's the ability to help grow up the church. Sure. To help the church grow, to help the Bible school student grow. Well, Jesus thought it was necessary to set those offices in the church. That's right. That's right. Jesus, the head of the church, actually set those offices in the church. And they're still in the church today. Well, and they're still, you know, available to the people of God. And I I was looking today at my list that I had that uh, Christianity really identifies. people that that the gospel will help and that is the fool the lazy the dishonest liars deceitful uh, the proud and haughty in other words the gospel is still going out even uh, you know to help the bad people as well as the good people sure absolutely and you know another thing that that was cool on this trip that was fun on this trip is when we preached the last sunday in Auckland, New Zealand, before we got on the plane Monday, uh, we got to church, and there was a couple sitting there that came to hear me minister, heard that I was going to be there, and came to hear us. And it was Winky Prattney and his wife, Faye. Faye. Now, Winky (laughs) Prattney is a legend. I mean, he's famous in the ministry. I had never met him before, but I've known of him since I was a teenager. And and you said you had known of him since you were a teenager, right, right. and that you actually uh, met him one time, or he came to the church there long, in Shreveport ago, when you were yeah. just a girl. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here he is a uh, he is a New Zealander. He and Faye are are, are Kiwis, and uh, and yet he has done so much work with college students over the years. I mean, over these fifty some odd you know, yeah. sixty years, they're in New Zealand uh, and in America and in and Europe. in England, yeah. uh, and and so on and so forth. And uh, he was just on the college campus at Texas A and M, you know, down in uh, down in College Station, Texas, which is one of the largest universities in the world. That's right, and uh, if not the largest. But uh, there's a great move among the college students and college campuses. And here, this gentleman, this minister, who's I don't know what he's in what eighty something years old. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it really has the ear and the attention of these college kids. And it was just a delight to sit and uh, they heard me preach and then we went to lunch together right. and then he preached to me for about an hour and a half. Right there and, at the table. And uh, it was just wonderful and tremendous. And I was just so excited over over uh, meeting him and, and uh, listening to him. You know, my heroes have always been preachers. Right. You know, whenever I was a teenager or a kid, my heroes weren't rock stars or singing stars or country western stars or movie stars. Right. My, my heroes were always Bible people and preachers. So uh, it was a delight to meet Winky and Faye Prattney and have them just uh, minister to us and tell us well, stories. And he had he said he had known you had been in New Zealand before. I mean, you've been going over there for over thirty years. Oh yeah, yeah. And the groundwork. What I was 
when I wanted to finish my thought was that Terry has been going over there for 30 years and as he's gone there and done the work, as Ephesians 4 said, of the ministry, it says that that the body of Christ, the work of ministering, might would build up the body of Christ, that, it, that the body of Christ may develop until we all come into a unity in the faith and that we grow up into the mature uh, personality of the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. We train and, them to do the work of the ministry. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's what the ministry is doing. And we're just praying that the body of Christ will learn to really function as the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth, because it says here in the Amplified, it says, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, <laughs> the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, fullness of Christ and of the completeness that is found in him. Absolutely. So God wants us, as we avail ourselves to receiving, which is what these churches did. I was just so amazed at how hungry the people were in New Zealand and how much they just drank in what you were saying and that it was just such an impartation into these pastors. That last service that we did there in Auckland, there were like, what, six pastors that were there? And several of them had shut down their Sunday service and told their people to come. Told their, they brought their whole church preaching. over to this one church. And it was just... And they and want to do it again. And they want to do it again. And it made me think of the, the other family that we met on the road that uh, her husband had been in the ministry and had died. Right. And you, we met with her and her two sons. We and we met with, with them. them. Bought them lunch. And then and we gave them a nice time, little offering. Yeah, and spent time with them and encouraged them and uh, the changes in their life that are happening. And these are all relationships that Terry has had for over 30 years. Oh, my, yeah. And, you know, that that's how my Bible got supernaturally recovered back to me because of Terry's relationship with this one couple, uh, Jim and Ida Heath. And it got a, my Bible, my wonderful personal Bible, uh, because of the Holy Ghost and Terry's favor with people and the things that angels, the angels I mean, just the prayers of our friends. Uh, my Bible oh, yeah, a got a, pre- a lot of people praying yeah, about that Bible. My Bible got a personal police escort from Queenstown to Arrowtown, yeah. and then special delivery into our hands in Auckland when we checked in the hotel. Yeah. And it's all because of the goodness of God. And so I want to encourage all of you today to take time to go read the fourth chapter. There's so much in that fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, but recognize is that God's trying to help you. Yes, you do the work of the ministry. Do the calling that God has for you in the workplace. And Terry and I were talking about this before we we came on to do the uh, podcast, was that the church is going to have to be like the men that helped Nehemiah rebuild. Rebuild. Rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. And they had to work with a shovel in one hand and a sword in the other. That's right. And we were saying that, uh, here in America, we're having to shovel ourselves out from under <laughs> a lot of stuff and uh, protect the gospel, protect the church, protect to Israel, um, and stand and fight for the our children, our grandchildren, protect our babies, yep. protect the elderly. And the church has a great work to do here in America. So we've got we've to rebuild. Baby, protect babies in general from abortion. Yes, we've got to rebuild. We're the church. Yeah. 
You know, and Isaiah 58 says Sword that we might... Sword in one hand and a Bible in the other. Yeah, and we've got to have that, like what Isaiah 58 says, the repairers of the breach. That's right. The repairers of cities not able to be dwelt in like they're supposed to be. And, and there's and so much in there for us. it's going to have to be the ministry that does that, Renee. Yeah. It's going to have to be the church that does it. The, the church. church absolutely is the difference uh, in every area. I heard some more pundits talking today on, on, on the news, and, and they were saying, uh, oh, in this last election in 20. Uh, 18 or uh, 2018 November, last November, that uh, uh, Mr. Trump's ideas were rejected and the Republicans' ideas were rejected and, and the Democrats won, blah, 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 and it just showed that America rejected. And I said, that's not true at all. No. That's not true at all. There was no rejection. What happened was the church went to sleep again and yeah, only 28% sad, of the church sad, voted. Sad. If, if that 72% of the church yeah. hadn't stayed home. No joke. And, and had come to the polls and voted, uh, we'd have won. So it, well, wasn't, it wasn't a rejection uh, by, the, by America of, of policies. It was that the church uh, flaked out and got lazy and stayed home. No, and that's why we have to have what you're saying here is strong leaders. We have to have strong have leaders. Have strong leaders and strong pastors uh, that'll not be silent, that'll speak up for those like you, that verse right. there in Proverbs, Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, speak, speak up for up those, for those that, that can't speak for themselves. That can't speak for themselves. And it's not just it's not for us to build our so-called ministries or, or get people in the seats in our local churches. Um, it's, it's for us to preach the gospel with. So I want to encourage you before we because the church is in charge. The church is in authority. That's it. We, we could win every election from now until Jesus comes no, that's if exactly the church right. would show up and vote. That's really it. Right you know there. what, Renee? Our heart is missions. We're going to do missions until Jesus comes Boy, or we that's die. Right. We go to heaven. Uh, we're going to do missions. We're going to help young missionaries. We're going to help Bible school students. Uh, we've got to get the gospel to the world. This is not the time to sit That's down right. and shut up. It's the time to stand up and speak up and speak out and, and, and be loud and be bold. We've been preaching that for several years now, that the church needs to be loud and bold, uh, in authority, right. in dominion, uh, visible, and yeah. get the job done. And, you know, uh, we're going to have to have older ministers like us right. that, uh, that have been there done that. And uh, that 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 knows what Israel ought to do, that knows what the nation ought to do, Has understanding that knows of what the, the times. church ought to do. Yeah. David's mighty men of valor who had understanding of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. That's and, right. and so, you know, I've been asking, you know what, I've been asking the Lord lately to give us partners and friends, and we have some, partners and friends that feel about us the way that we feel about our fathers in the faith. That's right. You know, like Wayne and Martha Myers. Wayne's 96, Martha's 91. They've been in Mexico City uh, preaching in Mexico 71 years. And, you know, there's just not anything we wouldn't do for them. That's right. They're our fathers in the faith. We love them. That's we right. we send them a check every Friday. Plus, we visit them several times a year. Right. Uh, plus, we buy them stuff and do things for them and, and, and honor them. And, and, you know, I believe God's going to give us partners and people like that. They just say, you know, we're going to keep Terry and Renee preaching. We're going to keep them out there. We're going to keep That's them really, uh, you know, going. We're going to keep them in vehicles. We're going to keep them in money. We're going to keep them in prayer. We're going to we're going to keep them in equipment, and we're going to we're going to see to it that they're 
uh, equipped to continue to do what they do because that's what it's going to take because we're, the church has to have fathers. We have to have men and women that's that right. are fathers and mothers well, and we're not that gonna lead. Quit. No, we're yeah, not going to quit. We're not no. going to quit. And just the fact that you've got invitations to six different continents. Oh, yeah, this, this year, year six continents are and begging what, us to come. what the expenses of that's going to take, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go and do the kinds of meetings that need to be done to teach and train pastors in Bible schools and churches in places that really can't afford to have you. No, well, that's so right. So that means right. you've got to you've got to pay the bill. Oh yeah, we and, always do. Even and, in this this New Zealand trip, you know, they gave us some offerings, but it didn't pay. It, it didn't meet the budget. It didn't meet our expenses. No, right. Uh, so that had to come in from America. In fact, it, it, it to- didn't totally get met. I'm kind of disappointed in that, but I believe it's still coming. Amen. I believe that budget's completely paid, totally paid off. And, and God uh, but, has but a way of taking care us of everybody. And we've got to go. We have that's to right. go. And we're looking at going to, to Europe and to Asia, uh, to, well, like you said, six continents. Well, uh, so it, it's going right. to be a busy year, and we're excited about it. Y'all got y'all got things you're believing God for. We've got things we're believing God for, and God's big enough to take care of everybody. Yes, he does. But it's because yes, we're focused on preaching the gospel, taking the message of Jesus Christ to the world, Absolutely. and loving people. So Absolutely. we've got to go. We love you. We're so thankful that you're there listening today. And we believe, God, that, uh, you know, as we refire here over the next three or four days, Terry and I are going to go and, and uh, sit in here and be ministered to ourselves, the Word of God, that as we get ready, we're going to be gone practically the whole month of April, too, away from our home. We're going to be Absolutely. preaching in Texas. And so... You know, on Easter Sunday, which is the the Super Bowl for Christians, right? I mean, it's the day. Uh, it's it's right. the most important day on a Christian's calendar, the most holy day uh, of all of... I mean, it's the reason we're Christians. If it wasn't for Easter, we wouldn't be Christians. Yeah, that's right. The reason we do what we do and believe what we believe is <laughs> because you, of Jesus. the fact that Jesus he arose. Was, was, died and was buried and rose again. That's right. That's and right. is alive today. But anyway, we'll be in Conroe, Texas on that's Easter right. Isn't that with cool? our dear, dear, dear friend Sue Lanza. Uh, Pastor Tom went to heaven several years ago, and Tom and Sue were dear friends and partners of this ministry and, and co-laborers in the ministry. And then Tom uh, went to heaven, and Sue has continued to pastor the church and done just a great job. They've done a wonderful and, uh, job. And they're in Conroe. <clears throat> and so we're going to be with her on Easter, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Besides that, we might see some blue bonnets next yeah, week Yeah, we're Texas. really looking forward to that. Well, listen, y'all have a wonderful, blessed week as we close out here the month of March and go into the month of April. Uh, we're closing out the first quarter of the year. Lots of prayer. Uh, if you don't ever feel like you can do anything, what's my calling? What do you want me to do, Lord? Oh, I tell you what, set you up a prayer business at home That's and right. begin to pray and follow the Holy Ghost in prayer. You'll learn so much in prayer uh, just following the Spirit of God. And it'll always be a help to the kingdom of God when you learn how to pray. Well, we love you. And we're for you, and we always confess over every one of you that you are more More than than conquerors. conquerors. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a MISE Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymise.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymise.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.